Welcome to the Time with Teresa Around the World TV radio podcast, where she has the honor to interview celebrities, talents, and Christian leaders across the globe. Each week, Teresa shares inspiring broadcasts that is sure to warm your heart and encourage your soul. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your host, Teresa Westbrook. Welcome to the program. Can one person help change a nation for Christ? Today's guest, Dr. Mike Kingsley, will be sharing the answer to this question and all about the World Trumpet TV network that he has established. Please help me welcome Dr. Mike Kingsley to the program. Welcome, Dr. Mike. I am so delighted to be with you today. What a joy to finally connect right here on this wonderful show, Around the World with Teresa. Absolutely. Well, we're delighted to have you today. And, uh, you know, sometime back, Dr. Mike, I know this is a very short program, so we probably won't be able to get everything in that we want to get in and talk about. But sometime back when I met you, you told me one of the most amazing miracles I have heard before about your father's life. And I want to be sure and get that in and share that with our viewers. So take some time and tell us about that amazing event. Teresa, you know, I'm excited that I have, I come from the heritage of uh, ministry uh, and um, that God has just allowed me to you know, enjoy uh, growing up, especially my dad. You know, I tell people, I share that, you know, he introduced me to Jesus at a very young age, you know, and from that time on, I never saw somebody who loved the Lord who was sold out to the plan and purpose of God like him because of his great determination and his love for God and his country. And you remember you and I, when we met, I, I shared with you about one of those moments, especially growing up in a country that was ravaged with war, was ravaged with uh, destruction and hopelessness and everything like that. And it's within that time, especially people, when you travel around the world and people say you're from Uganda, they say, oh, wait a minute. How about Idi Amin? Everybody knows that name. They know wars. They know orphans, orphans and stuff like that. And so I share with them about the time when the enemy came uh, through Idi Amin soldiers who actually captured my father. And, and, and when they took him in the safe houses with nine of his friends uh, and, you know, they killed nine of his friends and just about when they were about to literally kill him he prayed to god and he said lord if you save me out of here i will give you back this nation that that was not a prayer it was a vow there's a difference between a prayer and making a vow a vow is much stronger than just a prayer because a vow makes you it's like it's like a covenant that you're supposed to fulfill its strength. Actually, the Bible warns us not to even make a vow, you know, because it's got a binding alignment to it that's much stronger. And so when my dad made a vow, he knew he cannot pull away from it. And he said, I will give you back this nation. How would he be able to give this nation back to God? It was broken, you know, there was death, stench, religious persecution was taking place. There was no liberty. Christians were in the hiding. We were praying under the beds. You know, we have no freedoms. 
when I see the freedoms the enemy is trying to take away from America now, I, it reminds me of those times that that we were going through those times. It was tough. You couldn't even know where there was going to be hope. That's why when I come to America, I come with a ministry of encouragement and tell them, let's cry out to God before all of these problems and situations begin to take place because I'm seeing the enemy, you know, infringing on religious freedoms, how people express themselves before God. And obviously the reason why he does that is to attack and stop the freedom of people running before God and expressing themselves in the fullness of the Lord. And guess what? If it were not because of that vow or that prayer, my dad could have been, I could have not seen my dad again, you know, 40 years later, because it was about that time when he made that vow to God that a door opened and it was one of these, one of the guys that, you know, knew him way back when, and he, he walked in that safe house where there's stench of blood and people dead and all that. And he said, Charles, what are you doing here? And he said to him, look, he couldn't even say it because those, the guns were on him. So he looks at all the bad guys about to shoot him. He said, don't shoot him. I'm going to shoot him myself. By that time, Teresa, we were looking, we were looking in mass graves. We were going in different places, trying to find out where was he buried in mass grave? Was he in his body dumped? We don't, we don't know, but we are praying, not knowing that when he prayed, this man came in and rescued him and hid him for 90 days in his house. 90 days. What a divine intervention from God. I always share with people, and I, especially leaders and pastors in America. That's a lot of times we pray. And so, Lord, Lord, we're asking you to intervene in the affairs of this country, the affairs of our children that are going under attack. You know, all these problems we are faced with. And we think, you know, those are casual prayers. To the extent that people lose their faith, they say, well, God, how long will it take for us to see, you know, the oracles of God taking place? But you know what? Those prayers go up into the heart of God. And eventually, just when we think that there's not going to be intervention, intervention comes. It was difficult for my father to be set free until God came through. And when he did, guess what happened? The Lord set him free. The, the man hid him 90 days and released him. I remember it was a date, daytime in Texas, like, to, like right now, when I saw the army cars. Those times when you saw the army cars, you just run for your life because they're going to start shooting everywhere and people are dead. But that day was not the same case. It was this man of God coming out of the army car. And I tell the people why everybody was running away. You know, I said, that's my dad. So I had to run back to him and hug him. And after that, he said, only God saved me. And I made a vow that I'm going to give this country back to him. And what that meant, he was going to pray every day and night. We went to a church where we spent every day and night. He was praying and asking God, heal Uganda, have mercy on this nation, forgive us, Lord for the sins of our forefathers, ancestors, and everything that we pray. And he said, and it's out there, the Lord told him that I'm ready for Uganda. He goes downtown Kampala and starts to preach every day. And people are passing by, people are passing by until one day, people, 50 people stop, boom. They were, they, were, they were touched by the power of God and stuck in a place and they give their life to the Lord. And fast forward today, God has been just moving mightily and mightily and mightily and mightily because of the obedience of a man that one day the enemy would have wanted to take him and yet God came through for him and everything turned around. 
we've been able to see miracles, signs and wonders take place. Not only that, but revival has broken up in Uganda that what used to be seven people that we started with turned out to be 500 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people, 10,000 people, and the church exploded all because of the obedience of the power of God. And so I'd like to encourage our viewers today right here to understand that when you are devoted into the reign of prayer, no matter what's surrounding us, especially in this time where, you know, things are shifting and shaking and, you know, people are so fearful and, and, and distressed about the direction where the country is going, God's calling for an army that will call on him to come through for us and things are going to shift. And that's one of the greatest moments for me that became a witness to see God. Many, many miracles that have taken place in Uganda as a result of prayer. And that's what brings me to North America to let the body of Christ know that whatever the enemy is trying to do in this country, he cannot win. He cannot win when the saints arise. He cannot win when the church arise. We cannot win when true righteous leaders stand up and say, hey, this is our country and it's, it was, it was founded on Christian values and biblical foundations. We are going to reclaim it for Jesus. And if they can rise up with that type of faith, a lot of past leaders tell me when I travel around the country, Teresa, they say, Michael, things are not looking right. America's going down. Everything, they give me all that negativity. I say, you've never seen it worse. Like I saw it worse when you've never, you've never seen 2 million orphans because their fathers died. You've never seen HIV want to wipe out an entire country. I saw all that. And out of that, you know, situation, God came through. I didn't say man came through. I say God came through. Yes. Do we trust man or we trust God? Because if we trust God, America can turn around. Our churches can turn around. Our leaders can turn around. Who do we have trust in? We have to trust in the Lord. Yes. Teresa. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, as a result of one person, your father making that vow to the Lord and that miracle and your father standing good on his vow, how many churches now have come from all of that? Over 2,000 churches have been planted. Over 2,000? 2,000 churches. Praise God. Raised up great mighty leaders. Yes. And, and many, many souls. Amen. Praise God. So out of one person. Many souls. One person. Because of one person, the obedience of taking the gospel to the nations, many thousands of crusades. It is out of those many crusades, 50, 30,000 people packing up stadiums that the Lord spoke to me that just like I use your father, I am going to use you. Just like I use my servant, I will use you to the ends of the earth. And I got excited. <clears throat> you know, at eight, I, I started, you know, ministry at the age of... 13, I was a kid preacher and the first revival that took place took place in my entire school that Jesus saved all the kids and brought them back to the Lord in my school institutions. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. So originally from Uganda and going through this great miracle, now you are a great believer and a man of faith, but here you are in the United States. Yes. So you came to the United States. Give us the purpose of coming to the United States and your mission. The mission for North America is, is the very thing that I shared with you when the Lord spoke to me many years ago in a dream. He showed me there was unrest. People were running everywhere. There was 
uh, disruption of systems. You could see that there was unrest like a war. And he showed me there'll come a time in North America where things are going to be very difficult. There'll come a time when there will be disruption and things going on. He said, I'm sending you to take a message of transformation and revival to America and awaken an army that will seek my face for me to come and visit and turn things around. At that time, you hardly thought that you would see an America that has a disruption of things because America was sending, you know, the greatest country on earth, sending missionaries all over the world. You know, we were recipients of missionaries that have come from the United States that have come to Uganda, even in the midst of our crisis. Now God's showing me, you know, all these things happen to America and I cannot believe it. I said, no, that can happen to America. They're a great country. They have all this. And when I stepped here, I remember being at the airport and somebody asked me, what are you, where are you from? From Uganda, where are you here for? I said, God has sent me here to be a missionary. They said, are we in that? Are we in the mess yet? Are we in trouble yet? Well, I, said, I don't know yet, but I know God has sent me here knowing something's happening. And before you know it, September 11th happened. Before you know it, a lot of things have happened. And so I continue to raise up an army of prayer warriors, men and women of God. And that's what I've been doing. Communicating the gospel, preparing the devil, preparing the nation and telling them there are two ways. There are two ways God can bring transformation in a nation. Number one, by devastation or desperation. Which one of those do you want? In the in the Bible, we always saw the children of Israel always devastated in order for them to cry out to God. But God's asking us before catastrophe, before danger comes, we better be desperate for the Lord now and seek him while he can be found with all these issues and agendas that we're watching in our way that is trying to cause America to crumble. If an army of men and women rose up, that is the message that God sent me to share with the believers and leaders in this country. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to share with our viewers um, I watched a clip that you and Dr. Edward Smith did, uh, and it has the map, and it made it so clear and so plain that missionaries that would go into these other countries and how Christianity rose and people were getting saved and giving their hearts to the Lord. And then it shows America nowadays where it has decreased and so you're not the first one that I've heard from another country coming over here saying that the Lord has sent them to help America because America yeah. has, has helped their country and they see a need. They they are seeing and foretelling there is a great need in America and a, a great awakening that needs to happen here. So uh, I would just like people to know about your World Trumpet TV and they can find that clip that I was talking about. And I would encourage everyone to watch that clip because it made it so, so plain. But you have found it, World Trumpet TV. So tell us about the mission of that. Teresa, thank you so much. And, and for even being uh, one of the broadcasters on World Trumpet Television. Um, you know, several years ago, as I was traveling and ministering in different parts of the United States, the Lord you know, had me to start to prepare to communicate the gospel through media. And I started out producing films, documentaries. And in the documentaries, the narrative was all this message was for America, like America's last option. America's last option entails the four stages where we can transform America, you know, back to God. Number one, we start with the foundation of the family for the enemy to attack this country. 
he's had to make sure that he crumbles the family. Amen. Wants to strike because it's right there in the family unit that we lose our identity. Today, you're seeing the identity crisis of all these new introduction indoctrinations of our children that's taking place. First, they started with the marriage unit. Now they're with the kids. If you can make kids not understand what their true identity is, you've lost the future of a country. So the first step is bringing back God into our family unit. Yes, amen. How do we invite by God? It's in order for us to have building prayer altars. The first identity, even in, in, the, in, the, in the prayer of, of Jesus to his disciples is our father who art in heaven. Our sonship is attached to our father. If we don't have the re recognition of who our father is, we cannot have an identity. So when you, the enemy comes to attack fathers and attacks mothers, he's taking away the identity of the children. So you have a broken society. So the Lord say, that's the message that I wanted to share. And we produced it so well. The next stage is that you can have, you can have a greater, a, a strong family if you don't have a, you know, a greater community and a greater fellowship of believers coming together to pray. If there is no prayer in a home, there's no prayer in the church. And you've seen, because we didn't have a strong movement of prayer in America, a lot of the, look at all the inner workings of what the enemy is doing in our country. You know, we still have 160 or 180 believers in North America. If we all united as one, what could happen in this country? By far, on any continent besides Africa, America still has by far the largest number of Christians in this country. And guess what? I'm looking for those believers who can unite and, and blanket America. All these issues we're facing today can shift. And so God started to speak to me about media. And so we started to produce those documentaries and distribute. We distributed 1 million copies around the country and churches were using these these tools to show them how we can you know start with the with our families with our community with the church with the city the state and the nation bringing god back into our culture you know from the city level from the community level from the family level all god needs is for us to find the people who are willing to invite him in in order to come in and bring about a transformation and we finished that the lord say we're stepping into television we knew what he was saying. I called together a team of experts of television and brought them in, in our office. And I said to them, the Lord's calling me for this, but I want you to do a research and do a thorough research about Christian television. Are we effective in propagating the gospel to the nations? Are we effective? If we're not effective, what do we do? What is our messaging right now? Most of our messaging right now is, that, is the message that prepares people inside the church it's not the message that prepares people to be equipped to go out and bring many to the lord and if that continues that's why we're seeing the crumbling of our culture because we don't have the watchmen we don't have evangelists we don't have disciples disciples and guess god say i've called you to build a network of men that will bring men and women of god together that will be able to reach and bring the lost back to me and prepare me an army that will disciple my 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 children that are going in this hour he said there's a 10 window 10 window you know in the 10 window is going to be the greatest harvest the world has ever seen and so we understood that our dedication for world trumpet will be world evangelism that's what he allowed us to call the name world evangelism world trumpet television and so when world trumpet television we woke up one day and guess what 
We started calling in the teams back after they did a thorough report and research and everything. We knew exactly what we're talking about. We're looking at the demographics of evangelism. They're going down. Church attendance is going down. Churches are closing. Pastors, 2,000 pastors, I say, if this trend continues, the America we are looking for will be looking like Europe. It will be unchurched. It will be secular. And I can leave. I saw what happened in my country when the, the winds of secularism were pushing and religious persecution and all that until God shifted it because he rose up a man and women to do that. And guess what happened? And so I said, I'm going to believe that what God did in my country is going to do it in America today. And World Trumpet TV was birthed. And from that time on, men and women of God, including you, Teresa, have been part of this vision. And we're continuing to see the hand of God to allow us to penetrate countries that where the gospel cannot be reached in the Middle East, South America and Africa and all of those places that we know the hand of God has to be reached so that the gospel can be a witness to all people before Jesus returns. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I just love your vision, Dr. Mike Kingsley, and it's very, very easy to join with that vision because it's my heart for the world to be reached for Christ too because we both know that Jesus is returning again and before he returns Jesus is returning again very challenging days and America not just America but the world all of humanity and all of God's people have got to get ready and you brought out such a good point we've got to get outside of the four walls of the church you know uh it's got to flow out. God's presence has got to flow out from the church, not just maintaining all God's presence inside the church for his children, but it's got to flow from without and uh, go out into the world, his presence. And we carry his presence. Could you share with us a wonderful testimony that has come from one of your viewers because of your Christian network? Well, one of the... Uh, many of those, you know, it's that part of the obedience that the Lord tells you to launch something. And all of a sudden you start to see testimonies that are coming out of different places that you didn't expect all the way from Cambodia, all the way from Indonesia, a man's climbing up on the tree uh, to pick, uh, to cut the coconut tree fruit. And he has a cell phone and one of his Christian friends sends him, he's a non-Christian Muslim. And his friend sends him a, a, a link, you know, a Wild Trumpet TV. And he takes a picture. I wish I could show it to you. He takes a picture while watching Wild Trumpet television right on top. This is his business because coconut trees grow in that part of the world. So they go up there and cut them and, you know, sell them. But now he's interrupted a little bit to show a live broadcast from Wild Trumpet television right on top of that tree of that, you know, and I'm like, and I, and I get back the report and I'm excited. I said, look at God, these countries are staunchly Muslim and pagan, actually communist areas. But look, you know, through satellite television, God's penetrating those places for them to have access to be able to watch World Trumpet television. You know, not only that, China, like I, we woke up one day and we're doing a live broadcast and all of a sudden we go in the backdrop and we were able to see, I say, we didn't even have to buy airtime to broadcast in China, except they, the Chinese were able to build, they built a satellite in Singapore and, 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 and um, um, this new Taiwan. So they built, they built it over there, but they did, 
And remember, they are restricting the gospel. They restrict all, you know, Christian positive programming there. But on one satellite, they cannot stop it. They cannot stop for it to transmit the gospel over there. And I'm like, look at God. We didn't have to pay to penetrate the gospel there and look at what God's doing. The gospel is going through China. And with 1 billion, almost 2 billion people, you know, and you have three, 200 million people who have access, you know, to this satellite, look at God. Look at God. And I'm like, again, he told us several years ago, build, and I'm going to use this network to go to the nations. And that's what he's doing. And salvations, healing, miracles, signs, and wonders are taking place. That's what's exciting to me. And even 2023, I'm excited to go more for the Lord all over the world for Jesus. 200 countries covered with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We already have extra satellites that are calling us for us to sign their contracts now, for us to extend us to cover the entire planet. No place missing. We didn't build the technology. The technology was built. But now God said, I'm going to use it for the gospel. Let's go, Jesus. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is very exciting. Praise God for all of that. We just have a, a few more minutes. I thought maybe it'd be good for you to share with our viewers uh, just the top three things that they can do to strengthen their relationship with Christ this year and to get ready. I told, I told the saints as we came in, the Lord said to us that 2023 is a year of God's great power. When God says it's the year of grace power, every weak and feeble person has to prepare for themselves to be strong. God wants to release his power over his people that he, the power and strength come back. They have been weak. We're coming out of COVID. People are toiling to come back. You know, their faith has been challenged. Their finances have been challenged. Their lives have been challenged. Their children have been challenged. Everybody has been affected directly, indirectly. So what God's saying, you know what? I'm, a, I'm really unleashing the power of God in the earth realm, and I need a people who are inviting me in. So when he said that to me, he said, tell my people, I'm bringing them from a place of crying to a place of adoration and worship. And it's for out of this place of worship that I will release my presence and power for every week and sick. And I'm like, God, we cannot wait for you to do this. And now that we're here in 2023, I'm excited. Three more places I've been ministering this week. The same message is given me. I'm preaching it in the same place. And the power of God is unleashed because God is ready to write wonders on, in the face of, on the face of the earth like we've never seen it before. It's been an era of man. Man has tried to achieve vaccinations and scientific research and fear and intimidation, religious persecution. But God say, it is my time to release the power. Can the church be ready for what God's about to do? You know, I'm not talking about a preacher. We've seen enough preachers. We've seen enough singers. I'm talking about when God takes the lead and begins to shake all of those things that have been standing in his way for what he wants to do. I'm excited, Teresa, for this time in the presence of God. Oh, me too. Awesome. Man, I wish we had another 30 minutes here. We're going to have to do another interview somewhere down the road. But we thank you so much, Dr. Mike, for coming and sharing. And real quickly, tell our viewers how they can connect with you. Well, they can connect to us through, through Wild Trumpet 
television. They have, you know, our addresses on uh, on www.wildtrappetv.com. You know, you can meet it. You can meet all that information there. But we're excited for the Lord to allow us to come into your home. Thank you, Teresa, for having me. I look forward. Thank God for even we being able to serve the Lord together and take the gospel to the world. You've been our host many times. I look forward for you to hosting more and whatever God has in store. I'm excited to be part of what you're doing. Well, I am too. I am too. I've enjoyed every moment of it. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And we wish you continued success in your ministry and your media endeavors. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Wow. I know this program has encouraged you today. Please be sure to share it with others and let them know God is still performing miracles around the world. Keep watching for more inspiring broadcasts coming to you right here on Time with Teresa around the world. God bless you and keep you is our prayer. Thanks for joining us. For more information about the Time with Teresa around the world TV radio podcast or for guest sponsorship consideration, please contact us at TeresaWestbrook.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Program airs every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on his Royal Diadems Radio.com.